Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Gina Stevens. Welcome to Belwar Radio, where we bring you digital marketing tips, expert interviews, and industry news for community media, community radio, and independent media. Visit our website at BelwarMedia.com. Welcome to Belwar Radio. My name is Gina Stevens, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about LinkedIn. I have a lot of people who tell me, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't know how to use it. I'm there, I have a page, I have a profile, but I don't really know what to do with LinkedIn. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how to use LinkedIn to find targeted industry-specific industry leads, people you want to network with, maybe people you want to partner with, people you want to find as maybe donors for your nonprofit, people you might want to find as volunteers maybe for your nonprofit. So that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about today. So according to HubSpot, 61% of companies have gotten leads through LinkedIn, 61%. Companies can use LinkedIn to source and connect with prospective clients, or business partners, research marketing data, promote webinars and white papers, introduce new products and services, uh, find volunteers, find board members, uh, find donors, all sorts of things. Here are just a few tips that will help you find highly targeted industry-specific leads, industry-specific <laughs> leads on a very regular basis. Now, I use LinkedIn, and I use it pretty effectively for exactly this thing, okay? So I know that LinkedIn is a very useful resource. One, don't be a group lurker. So we're going to talk about um, using groups a little bit more later, but don't be a group lurker. When you join groups, you actually want to use these groups. You don't want to just join a group and not participate in a group and just be there, okay? Don't be a group lurker. There are thousands and thousands of groups on LinkedIn, and you can actually join 50. The maximum amount of groups you can join are 50. When you join these groups, getting involved with as many of them that are related to your industry as possible is an important tactic for generating leads, for finding those people who you want to partner with, who you want to network with, who might be donors for your nonprofit organization. And when you join these groups, become an active participant in discussions posted in these groups. You might also want to be active in groups that are outside your industry as well. Becoming an act, active participant in groups outside your industry will help you expand your, your organization's reach, placing you directly in the face of other industry insiders. So 
why do I say find groups that are outside of your industry? Because now you don't want to find too many of those because remember, you can only be in 50 groups. So you might find that, you know, maybe pick about 10, 5 or 10 that are outside of your industry because what's going to happen is you're going to realize that there's people outside of your, your specific industry um, that are in those groups who might end up being great volunteers for your nonprofit. So they may not that that group might not be specifically a nonprofit group, but there are going to be people in that group who could be great board members. For example, you might need someone on your board who knows marketing really well. Well, you might want to join a marketing um, group because you're going to find great people who might be great board members who know marketing. Or you might want to join um, a financial planners group because those are going to be your treasurers, right? So you want to think about things like that. Mm. Number two, take advantage of the mobile app. There are a lot of people who still are not using the LinkedIn mobile app. They have the Facebook app, they have the Twitter app, and they might have Instagram. But a lot of them don't have the LinkedIn app. You really want to have the LinkedIn app because it's great. It's a great networking tool for when you're out at events. You know how we trade business cards? We're always trading business cards. What I encourage people to do is say, hey, are you on LinkedIn? Yeah, you are. Can I look for you and find you and add you now? That way the connection on LinkedIn is made right then and there. Okay? You've already made the connection because you whip out your phone, you go to LinkedIn, you type in their name, and you add them on LinkedIn right then and there. No business card needed, right? You might still want to get their business card. You might still want to do it the old school way, but there's no business card needed because once you connect with them, their information is usually going to be on their Facebook page, on their, on their LinkedIn page. Now, what I'm noticing, the reason I kind of tripped on Facebook is because what I'm noticing is people do that a lot with Facebook. When they're out and about and they're socializing, Facebook has become the new phone number, okay? Instead of saying, hey, can I have your phone number? They say, are you on Facebook? Yeah, you are. Add me. And basically, you hand your phone to someone else. You open up Facebook, and you hand your phone to someone else, and they type in their name, and they find themselves, and then they add themselves, basically, is what they do. So instead of giving out your phone number now, you're basically adding each other on Facebook, and that's what people are doing. And people are doing the same thing with LinkedIn. So make sure you have the LinkedIn mobile, um, mobile app because it's a great strategy to use for connecting with people in, in real life, face-to-face, -face, but still adding the tech, the tech piece and the mobile piece. So three, establish your credibility. Show yourself as a credible source by answering questions users have posted to these various groups. As an insider in your industry, you have that knowledge, those resources and tips to provide users. How can you use this to your advantage? Well, if someone is posting these questions in these groups that you can answer, you become what people consider a thought leader in your industry. You're that person who regularly answers these questions, so you become top of mind when down the road there's a potential partnership opportunity or someone's thinking about joining a board or wanting to volunteer. They've established a relationship with you. Okay. Then you want to think about utilizing the pulse section. 
of LinkedIn. The Pulse section is the section on LinkedIn that allows you to post articles. Pulse, I'm saying Pulse, and then check in your Pulse. If you go for a run, you check your Pulse. Use the Pulse section. Now, some of you already might be using the Pulse section. I use the Pulse section. I use the Pulse section for a very, uh, very specific purpose. What I use the Pulse section for is for search engine optimization purposes. Pulse articles actually show up in Google. That's what I use the Pulse section for. I also use the Pulse section because Pulse articles actually get better rankings in the LinkedIn, with, through the LinkedIn algorithm, and you actually see a lot more engagement on Pulse articles than you do on regular updates you just post on your, on your LinkedIn page. So I tend to use the Pulse of section for a very specific reason. Um, so you want to think about using the Pulse section, which is posting an article on Pulse. Now you can take your blog post that you already have on your website and just repurpose them and move them over to your, not move them, copy them. Copy them over to your Pulse section. Make sure you always have your links and everything in there because you're going to help increase and improve the search um, rankings for your blog by moving this content over to your LinkedIn article section, which is the Pulse section. And it's just going to drive more traffic back to your website Okay, so you're going to drive more traffic to your website by improving your search engine rankings. And we're going to talk a little bit about search engine optimization in a different podcast. And number five, optimize your profile. So rather than robotically completing your name, location, and contact information, and listing your accomplishments and all that other stuff, you want to um, build your credibility and show that your business has helped others. You want to make sure you optimize your profile by making sure that when you um, – I see a lot of people who don't actually fill out the job description on their profile. They basically, hey, I worked here, and this is my job title, and this is when I started and when I stopped. And then they move to the next job. I worked here, this is my job title, this is when I started, when I stopped. I worked here, this is my job title, this is when I started, this is when I stopped. You don't want to do that. What you actually want to do is you actually want to fill out the job description. Say what you did, and keep in mind that you want to put keywords related to your industry and that job. What happens is, because there's so many people searching for people to connect with, people are always searching for people to connect with. And if your profile is not optimized with industry-specific keywords, you're getting, you're getting missed, okay? You're getting missed if you don't optimize your profile with these industry-specific keywords. So make sure you complete your entire profile. Spend the time completing the description. Think about those specific keywords that people might be looking for when they are actually using the search feature inside of LinkedIn so that when people are searching for people to network with and connect with, they actually find you. This is how I have connected with people on LinkedIn. I search all the time for people to connect with in my local area. I do it. And then when I find people to connect with and I hit the connect button, I always send, well, I should say as often as possible, because there's a feature that LinkedIn has that says, um, 
find people to connect with, upload your you know, email database, and just hit send. Sometimes I do that, but I really don't like to do that. What I would prefer to do is manually find people, read their profile, see if this is someone I think I can connect with, that I believe I can be of service to and provide some value to. I hit connect, and then I always add a note. Hi, my name is Gina Stevens. I, I like to connect with people who work in the nonprofit sector. I hope I can provide some value to you, and I hope you don't mind me sending you a connection request, and then I send. So I always put in a note, and I want to say 7 out of 10 people accept my connection request. So that's one of the things you want to make sure you do. So you want to move on to talking about actually using groups. So I said I was going to talk a little bit about using groups, effectively using groups. Before you join any of these groups, you want to go through and analyze the discussion topics and the conversations. So you actually want to look at the discussion topics and the conversations and see if there's a really good, solid group of people who are, who are regular contributors and kind of keeping conversations going. If you don't see a really good, regular group of people who are really kind of keeping the conversations going, that's not necessarily a bad thing because there's opportunity there for you. Okay, so there's opportunity there for you to come in and become one of those people um, to kind of be out in front and center, to become that person who gets conversations started and becomes that regular voice. So that's one thing. The other thing is if there's already people in the group who are very active in this core group of people who are very active, then those are the people's posts who you want to keep an eye on so you can get engaged in their conversations and, and uh, follow their conversations and get engaged because you know that these people are always going to keep conversations going. Scrutinize the group's activity. This observation happens after you're in the group's, you're in the group's statistics page. This information from the discussion and commentary graphs are a good indicator if you're able to engage leads. So you're going to go to the discussion and commentary at graphs, and they're going to let you know uh, if it's a good indicator if you're able to engage leads or not. If the activity is low, it means there isn't much engagement, engagement which means there's no real value there for you, for you. So if you've got a group that has really low engagement, then there's probably very little value there for you, probably. Again, if you see there's very little engagement, but you think there might be opportunity there for you, you still might want to join that group anyway. Number three, evaluate, evaluate the proportion of discussions to comments on the comparison charts. Many groups have a lot of discussions posted, but not much engagement. So there's a lot of discussions but not a lot of engagement, or a lot of um, almost ads. They look sort of like ads. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a webinar, there's a webinar, hey, there's a webinar, hey, there's a webinar, hey, there's a webinar, but not a lot of responses to them. Or hey, read my article, but not a lot of responses to them. That's a group you might want to avoid. But if there's just a lot of questions, hey, I've got this problem, hey, I run this agency, and I'm running into this problem. Do you guys have any suggestions? Now, those are the groups where you're going to have a lot of engagement because those are the people who are using that group to work with their peers to help them provide a better, better service 
to the people their organization serves. So those are the type of groups you're looking for, not the groups where people are constantly just saying, hey, this is my webinar, this is my webinar, this is my webinar. You're looking for groups where professionals are coming in asking for advice to help them build a better organization. Those are the groups you're looking for. And I guarantee you those are the groups where you're going to see a lot more engagement. And number four, assess the conversations, which is basically what I was just talking about. If the comments on most of the posts aren't anything more than a member posting links to their own content, then you don't really want to bother with that group. That group is just full of individuals who aren't really interested in providing any real value to the conversation. They're just there to promote their own content. Okay. So um, I hope that you've gotten something from uh, this podcast. Uh, I would love to hear from you. The email um, for sending information, sending any questions or comments to me about this podcast is Gina at Belwa Media. That's G-E-N-I-A at Belwa Media, B as in boy, E-L-W-A-H, Media. Again, that's Gina at Belwa Media. Thanks again for joining. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.